Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready. So let us begin. So we start the 20 off where Kylo Ren is getting his face stitched up from getting it slashed and slashed open in The Force Awakens. And he gets sort of a funny feeling and waves away the droid. Rey is cleaning her blaster on Octo and then realizes, wait a minute, I'm getting this kind of weird feeling. And they see each other and then she shoots him. He gets startled but realizes he didn't actually get shot. Uh, he notices that they're in different surroundings. Uh, they start kind of bantering back and forth. She yells at him. Uh, she's pissed, and then Luke realizes, wait a minute, what's going on here? You just blew a hole in the wall. Uh, let's get going. That's right. And what he means, of course, is let's get started with the training that I am uh, reluctantly going to pursue within you because you so demand it. And so he tours her up to the edge of a cliff, and he gives her a little lesson about what the Force really is, uh, dispels her kind of superficial, uh, stereotypical beliefs about what the Force is, tells her to reach out, um, and... It doesn't work right away, but when it does, it works gangbusters. Um, and she seems to reach uh, the dark side a little frighteningly easily. Yes, just it reminds Luke exactly of Ben Solo. And so he's kind of put off and doesn't really want to teach her because she notices there's a dark side cave under the island and wants to know what is in it immediately and has no resistance of it whatsoever. She's just eager to go dark. Um, and then so additionally throughout the 20 between Luke and Ray, they continue this kind of conversation, uh, whereas Luke kind of says, Ray, you don't know the whole story. You don't know really what the Jedi mean. Uh, you're kind of just having this surface level view. And then he tells her about, uh, how Kylo Ren turned, uh, and you don't know all the details there. No, because at this point, Ren has also started to allude to, uh, the history between he and Luke when he's talking to Ray and it seems like he and Luke have slightly different versions of the same story, but they both involve the uh, the ultimate end to the Skywalker the Jedi Temple, the destruction of the temple, and that he took away a few students and slaughtered the rest. That's right. And so it was a it's a pretty dark moment. Uh, the rest of the conversation, yeah, like you said, uh, Ray and Kylo have a few kind of uh, force skypes back and forth. Uh, but back with the resistance, uh, Holdo is waiting things out, uh, and they lose a medical frigate in the process as they're transferring everybody. Uh, Connix and Poe are doing a little bit of recon on uh, the resistance main ship, uh, just communicating with Finn and Rose, who are on Canto Bite. And uh, Finn is pretty excited, looks awesome, but Rose is pretty dour about the whole situation. It's a glamorous casino. It's more interesting than anything Finn has ever had the luxury of looking upon, but Rose sees it for what it really is, which is just scum and villainy and greed and also the abuse of creatures that she finds beautiful. And so while they're searching for this supposed code breaker that Maz has sent them after, they're having to endure all of this stuff in the meantime. Uh, and then they're found out and they're seized. Yes. Uh, that's actually what I want to go on because they're not found out. And that's why this is one of the worst 20s. This is one of the worst 20s. This is one of the worst elements of a 20 in Star Wars. Okay, I'm glad you want to start there because there's there's one particular thing I, I really, I just want to have a moment with, but you can go where you're going to go because we're going to land there naturally. But About how stupid it's something is? Sure, yeah. Okay, well the thing is that really irks me and is the biggest take back of the entire thing is the entire Canto Bite plot line mm -hmm. and everything with the Codebreaker, Finn, Rose, all of it, mm -hmm. all of it, the entire plot line is hinged on a parking violation. <laughs> that's right you're right they're not found out they're not found out they parked funny so they get arrested for it mm -hmm. as you do 
That is ridiculous. It's dumb. That it's is bad. such bad writing, Ryan Johnson. I am sorry. Okay, uh, well, that I've is, got nothing against, but that is terrible then, writing. Then there is no better place for me to discuss my greatest gripe with Ryan Johnson's writing, uh, which is, I'm willing to stake my reputation on this. The worst line in Star Wars history. I know the. I have the line written there right here. There is no worse line by me, Ray. Please, no, no. Oh wow. No, it's by Rose. There is no worse oh. line in Star Wars history. Fight me, then. I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy, beautiful town. You're right. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible yes. line. I thought you were going to go with the most exposition-laden line ever. Uh, and, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And the about. most wooden line it's ever. It's very wooden. And it's yeah. bad. It's... Master Skywalker, we need you to bring the Jedi back because Kylo Ren is strong with the dark side of the Force. Without the Jedi, we won't stand a chance against him. It's bad. And you know what the only it's problem... It's not the crawl. <laughs> the only problem with it is the word because. Like, You're it, right. The word because is what does not sound at all natural in there. Yes, because Kylo Ren is strong with the dark side of... Yeah. <laughs> yes, we know that. <laughs> it's I, not good, but I'm not moving on my no, rose line. No, no, no. You're right. The rose line is atrocious. Yes. Yeah. I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy, beautiful town. Yeah, and she's not a good actress. We've defended Kelly yeah, Marie no, Tran, uh, and obviously, you know, she's she's taken. Uh, oh, she, she seems wonderful as a person. I'm sure, she's a good person. And I'm sure she's a good actor too. But her acting in this movie is largely not perfect. Oh yeah, and but her lines are also poor lines in, in, yep. in a lot of cases. So she's not given a whole lot to work with. This is so uh, because I mean, you also see Benicio del Toro is a phenomenal actor. We're going to see in the next twenty, and it's shit. Right. It's just awful, awful, awful acting and dialogue and just pointless now the fathiers is that what they're called yes the fathiers i'm still upset every time uh that, that they're not pods pods yeah. i was so fucking excited when i heard the rumble i was immediately convinced it was a pod race right. and then they're going outside and i see the track and i'm like oh my god I, oh my god and then it's it's weird horses which we get way cooler looking horses in the fucking episode nine trailer right these goddamn things they're useless and oh my god they free some animals that has huge consequence in the galaxy not the giant like warmongers in the casino and how that has a really important element to uh, the star wars galaxy as an overall and it's very timely and it's political and i think that's a really good concept i think mm -hmm. everything about canto bite conceptually is great sure however all of the plot line that occurs there is so bad. Right. It's so bad. And it's just like the, the idea of Canto Bite is great. It just everything is missed with execution. Well, and specifically with the race, instead of the fathers, if you use pod racers, not only do you have an opportunity to hearken back to something we're familiar with and something we in fact like. Slaves. Slaves? Oh, sorry. That's where you're going. Oh, you were Anakin gonna... was a slave right. who was the jockey for his pod. Right. You could still use the same... You had little slave kids, but they weren't even the jockeys for the Fathiers. They were just, like, trying to stand up to them, like, to, like, the big people with whips, which makes no sense. Right, we could still... Blag. We could still service the 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 Rose motivation. But yeah, that, all the narrative, exactly. No, all Sorry. I was going to say, honestly, is that um, we have an opportunity to see what pods look like if rich people own them. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. a very good point. That would be awesome. Right. Looking. That's a totally different game. I mean, there is potential that pod racing and, and like to a degree it was seen as, and because it was so dangerous, it was seen as like very backwards right. and like backwoods, but like, that doesn't mean you can't have the richest people in the world, like, 
having a cockfight ring. I mean, like, it, it, there's nothing. Oh, yeah. there, like, there's these are disgusting people. That's very clear in this twenty. So there's no reason why you can't have rich it. people do grubby shit. I know, and especially seeing as this is like fifty. 60 years after uh, The Phantom Menace. So pod racing could have become more popular at every level of wealth as well. Now, we did say in the last 20 that we were pretty sure that Justin Thoreau, as the master codebreaker, didn't have any lines. He does have a line. It's a bad one, too. Uh, it is. Not now, lovey, I'm on a roll. And it's yeah. delivered poorly. Mm -hmm. It's distracting that he's mm -hmm. Justin Thoreau. Mm -hmm. it's, it's this whole scene, this whole casino in particular, is like a cross between Casino Royale and Gringotts. Yep. And that's not a combo I asked for. And one thing that bothers me is, in keeping with the rest of Star Wars, look at the aliens who are there. Right. Did you recognize any of them? Nope. Nope. And majority of the time, that actually aligns up right. Because a lot of the aliens are on uh, oppressed planets and do not have power in the galaxy. Right. But under those circumstances, they should not be outnumbering people like three to one on Canto Bite, and there are all these random new species that doesn't work at all. I mean, great. I'm glad they don't have any Twi'leks there because Twi'leks are like one of the most oppressed species ever. They wouldn't, wouldn't be there. Wouldn't make sense. Right. But everybody should be a human. You weren't like that's the reason why Thrawn was such an interesting character because he was pretty much the only non-human part of the Empire. Interesting. And so. At that level, people rise pretty much only of power if you're, like, to a degree, uh, if you're a human after mm -hmm. the, the fall of the, the Republic. Especially since and they're one, during the Republic. Especially since they're one percenters. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. They should be human. I mean, they don't need to all be, like, white old men, but they need they kind of need to be human, I think. I think so, too. Um, and then you can have more, like, bodyguards be your, like, you could find, like, a very... Uh, High class Gamorrean guard kind of style, like right. the, the, the pig guards from Return of the Jedi. You could have sure. done something there that was more like the brute force strength of the casino and sort of like having those kind of roles be aliens, whereas right. the people in the casino are people. But like a little goblin in a in a double breasted tux, drunk as hell. Screw off. Voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh, that's kind of funny. Which is kind of funny. Uh, uh, yeah. And I, I like the element of like the putting in the slots in the BB-8, and they continue the sound in BB-8 for the next while. That's annoying as shit. Yeah. But it's consistent, which I like. Okay. In the sense okay. that BB-8, as he rolls for the next few minutes, jingles. Like I can't, a change purse. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I can't imagine we have anything else to say about Cantabite. Uh, no, I don't think really at all. Okay, um, Ray and Ren. Yeah, that's it. Is a, it's the really what's most interesting about this movie is this concept of being able to communicate with another, uh, not just another force sensitive person, but somebody with whom you are inexplicably connected. Force bond. You're force bond with them. That is, I believe, what will be the canon term for their connection. I like that. If it's not already. Canon. Okay, that's kind of the legacy of this movie is the force bond. Hundred percent. Um, and it's very cool the first time. I, I find it so interesting that one of the very first things Kylo Ren says when they first bond is just a throwaway line. You're not doing this. The effort would kill you. One of the key lines I have here. It's such a tidy little foreshadow for oh, what happens later. Absolutely. Which is great. And it also goes, like, especially with the Snoke line of Snoke doing it, but then of course it kills Luke. Uh, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a really strong line. I like that a lot. But I also like the, the fact that Ray's like super pissed off and he's like, you see my surroundings? I can't, yeah. I can't see yours. You're right. And it's, he's like, he's very calm. He's 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 really intrigued by it. Whereas she just doesn't fucking understand anything. True. So he's like, oh, wait a minute. I know the force well. This is 
this is weird. Yeah. That's true. He I can, don't know what this he is. He can at all. understand it a little bit better than her, though. Definitely. So he doesn't have to lose his temper. But also, it is generally their dynamic that she raises her voice more than him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. She gets the rage out of him. Yeah. Uh, she, like, you, and you see rage. We're going to have a lot of talking about rage and rage. But she's she has her moments of extreme anger. Right. She's much more of the. Uh, the Anakin style character than the Luke style character in terms well, of showing elements of of rage. And when Luke says, "I've only ever seen this yeah. uh, this raw strength," is it raw strength or pure strength? Raw strength in one of the person. It was Ben Solo, mm. and it scared. It didn't scare me then. It scares me now. Uh, that's just another way to say what we've been saying since the last Jedi came out. Oh, hey, these two are the same. They're one and the same. Yeah. And we're not really sure what to do with that information yet or what it's going to result in, but they are one and the same. We've got more stuff to say about the trailer that also refers to that. So much we have to talk about. Um, and so, of course, she's angry. Yeah. She's every bit as angry as him, whether or not they exhibit anger in the same way. Yep. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's And then you have the... Uh, darkness rises and light to meet it sort of thing like they are very much um reliant on one another they they have a weird codependence that they almost don't even know and are kind of realizing right here right to a degree uh although maybe kylo is known a little bit more prior to this point we just we still don't know about that kind of shit the uh, the physics of the force bond are also a lot of unanswered questions like the fact we don't really know what they're seeing when they see each other they only ever show us their pov like when we, yeah when we, well when we, no that's not true uh later on later on okay later on but in in when, this when they like when ryan johnson's is the closest thing to star wars film sex is right. when ray and kylo do their like <laughs> weird hand touch from across the oh, galaxy yes. and luke walks in <laughs> well i mean we know that um somebody who's just projecting themselves via the force can cross blades with a real fleshy person because that happens at the end of this movie. We'll no, talk about that later. They don't cross blades? No. Interesting. There, he... there are no lightsabers crossing, Do they crossing blades. Do dodge each other? Uh, Luke dodges everything. And then Kylo puts one right through his stomach while Luke just stands there and smiles. Hang on. There's no lightsaber crossing blades in this movie. That is correct. Wow. He's the only Star Wars, obviously, besides Rogue One and Solo, but like in the there's, saga. There's none in the throne room. Because they generally fight as a team in the throne. They fight as a team and the Praetorian Guards do not. To me, it doesn't matter because... It's still such good lightsaber work. But specifically Luke not using a lightsaber. I love, I did not want to see Luke with the green saber wrecking shop. I never wanted to see it. And and not seeing it is totally cool with me. The fact that he dodges everything and does this giant distraction is, is... perfect okay um but the elements of yeah there's there's and the praetorian guard scene is great so that's a huge breakthrough that i've never occurred but it's it, never occurred to me before. a lot of people hate that but it doesn't yeah. matter to me at all okay but hear me out in theory maybe and, may, and maybe they chose not to cross blades there because of the twist um but in theory he could have crossed blades because in fact when ray shoots her gun kylo feels it doesn't it doesn't impale him it doesn't wound him not necessarily no I I think there's a chance, but it also, he sees her shoot directly at him. So it's just a reflex. So I think it's just a reflex, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but I actually, I do want to get to that because the important element is at the end of this interaction, Ray, uh, at the end of their second interaction, Ray is in the rain 
and Kylo is watching like machinery and something being fixed or something. Oh, by the way, isn't it interesting that that she's like standing under the Falcon and she's looking out at the rain? And I, I have think, it as a, as a best moment. I think it's really easy for us to forget. I mean, the obvious example in The Force Awakens is I never knew there was this much green in the whole galaxy, but it's easy for us to forget that Rey has been really busy ever since she left Jakku. And every now and then she should appreciate nature. No, but she should also, she's probably never seen rain before. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's incredible. It's pretty cool. She's grinning ear to ear. She's so excited. Uh, and she used to covet rain and water so much. Yeah, absolutely. Because they show in like the very first scene in The Force Awakens with her, she has her canteen and she bangs it on the side to get out two drops of right, water. Right. And then she's just standing there and she's so happy. I love it. It's nice. Uh, and I also love seeing her practice with the saber. I'm just going through all of my best moments now. The first Jedi Temple was the best moment. Uh, the Luke and Ray moment um, with the reaching out was phenomenal. E- even the little prank thing where Luke hits her in the oh, hand, I like that. in the hand with the stick, I like that. You as know well. what? I do like it. I like most of that scene, and I'm not even sure that I don't like the description. This... Of the Force is great. I love that very much. The Force is not a power you have. It's not about lifting rocks. It's the energy between all things, the tension, the balance that binds the universe together. Okay. I'm not even sure how I feel about the really like esoteric artsy fartsy shots of like a blade of grass growing in time lapse. Like it just doesn't feel that Star Warsy to me. No, I agree with that. That's fair. Uh, I don't hate it, but I'm not sure it's right. It it, it doesn't bother me, but I agree that it doesn't feel Star Warsy. Yeah. Uh, but then again, there's a few things in this movie that are like that. But no, it doesn't really bother me so much. I think it's a great way to show the Force. Uh, and the fact that they did it visually, maybe that helps some people understand I, the Force a little bit better. And well, that's true. It's it's kind of funny that like every two Star Wars movies, they have to re-expose what the what the Force is, so that fans remember it's not a power. It's not about lifting rocks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the problem is people didn't like to hear that this this time. I guess, but it's always been the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's this whole movie has a lot of that where it's like you think you know, right? But look, just a, just look a little deeper. Come on. Right. And so right. There, there's a lot of that in this movie. Everybody thinks they know me. Nobody knows me. Yeah, we'll get to the exact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every word and every uh, inflection and every facial expression that uh, Adam Driver does is incredible in his 20s. Amazing actor. Yeah. It just It's just incredible. But what I wanted to say back at the rain thing is Kylo does get have water on his fingers. Right. Okay. So, so, so there is some there kind is, of physiological transformation here. And that's specifically uh and i think i talked about it like several i I know i brought it up to you at like a family dinner like months and months ago and i think we talked about it once in a podcast but i'll get to it in a little bit but there is one specific thing that i think that foreshadows in the rise of skywalker okay i'm not gonna say it now i'll talk about it oh okay all right okay um how about when luke sees the dark side within ray does he get like a little bit too accusatory in that moment like I understand that it that it's it's frightening to him and that's okay, but he when specifically when he says you didn't even try to stop it, like give her a break. She asked you for help here. That's true. However, the things that she's saying at the same time are like it wants to show me something. What's under like she like she's get she's like she's joining right in and like he he can't get through to her. He's right. cut himself off from the force, but at the same time. Even he's screaming at her and she's just, she's gone into this like dark side trance almost like immediately, which if she has relations to Palpatine makes lots of sense. What does Luke mean when he says the legacy of the Jedi is failure, hypocrisy, and hubris? Well, that's one of my questions 
okay. that I can't use anymore. <laughs> well, I don't what mean, are like... the three words that describe the Jedi's legacy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, according to Luke. According to Luke, that's my that's, question. That's kind of his hot take. It's yeah. not. It's not traditionally how people view the Jedi, but he's like, no, they suck. Uh, and the example he gives is... That's not true. At the height of their powers, they allowed Darth Sidious to rise, create the Empire, and wipe them out. It was a Jedi Master who was responsible for the training and creation of Darth Vader. Who does he refer to when he says that? He's dragging on Obi-Wan hardcore. So I thought so too. I find that so funny. It's a dick move. Kind of is. And the hubris, he's talking about Yoda... And the failure, he's talking about Anakin. He's basically just like shredding all of the past of the Jedi because I think I they think, kind of were like, they built it up to be this great thing and he followed the mantle and then he failed with it too. And he's like, seriously, yeah. this is all this results in guys. All you do is you get all this power and you try and get other people to give the power and, screw and it up. somebody wants to take it away. Yeah, I think he's talking about himself more so than he's talking about... Well, he's talking about himself because he... He redid all of the same mistakes right. that all of his previous masters in the sense that he trained men solo. He tra- he led the Jedi Temple and he let it all just completely fucking crumble and then Snoke rise out of nowhere to take it away from him the same way Darth Sidious did. Right. So he just basically, he managed to do what, like the Sith took a thousand years or so to take down the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. But with Luke in charge, it took like a decade. Right. <laughs> And then they were fucking done again. He vanished with a handful of my students in reference to Kylo Ren after he has taken down the Jedi Temple. He vanished with a handful of my students. Obviously, those are the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Uh, No, not necessarily. Not obviously. Okay. Do you have any other ideas? No. No, I don't. That must be what we're led to believe. uh, I think there's potential, but I also think there's potential that the Knights of Ren were around before Kylo's turn. And I think there's potential that the Knights of Ren are... That's true. What is not, Ren? We don't know. Are not force users okay. uh, in any way, shape, or form. They don't use lightsabers. So I think there's a chance that some of the Knights of Ren could be. It's reasonable to assume that Kylo Ren is the leader of the Knights of Ren, though. No, he is the leader of the Knights of right. Ren. He's 100% the leader of the Knights of Ren. But there, he Snoke could have also potentially had them all, and there could have been, say, like four or five of them. And then he was like, okay, Ben, kill them. Kill them all. Right. And finish it, like, basically just like, okay, I, I don't want many apprentices. Kill them. Yep. Like, uh, who knows what happened? Uh, but there's a chance that those other people that Ben brought with him uh, aren't around anymore. And there's a very good chance they are the Knights of Ren. Right. Of course. But I th- I th- something tells me the Knights of Ren have been around longer than that. I don't know why. We've spent so much time speculating about the Knights of Ren. There's only been referred to, like, two or three times. We've seen one little flash, like... It's amazing how much mystery they've preserved about Knights of Ren. I've got, some, is, I've got some things about them. Okay. That's coming yeah. up in news? Yeah. It's coming up in some news and some information. Do you want to do trivia questions? Let's do it. Okay. Padawan question for you. How many students were in Luke's original training temple? Um, was there a dozen? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, well, or I guess 13. Well, yeah, ben I, I, and a dozen I wrote others. 12 or 13. He says Ben and a dozen others. Yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah. Well, because the, the reason why I remember that was because... There are six Knights of Ren. Oh, okay. And so, in theory, if he kills half of them, takes half of them with him, that's six. So I was trying to think of the math in that way. So it could work, but I just, I still, something tells me, I, I just, I don't think that's what it is. Right. But it could be. Um, how many hours of fuel does the fleet bl- burn in this 20? Oh, that's is that so... seriously one of your questions? My, my, my night question for you is, how many hours worth of fuel does the Resistance have remaining at the end of this 20? Ah, so how much do they burn? 
12 hours? Yeah. Right. 18, it's 18 to 6. 18 to 6. Nice. Okay. Was that your night question? That was my night question. So my master question for you is, what is the name of the species of the Octo caretakers? The Lanai. Yeah, they are. That's my night question. Oh my God. <laughs> Great minds, my friend. I know. So, all right. Well, I do have a couple backups, so I can... Uh... No, fuck, because they did the failure, hypocrisy, and hubris. That's okay. We were on the uh, same wavelength this time. There weren't that many trivia opportunities in this 20. Okay, well, I do have a couple other ones that are just Last Jedis that I've had on here as backup. Okay. Uh, so, what is the name of Snoke's ship? No idea. The Supremacy. That's kind of a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what is Holdo's main ship? No idea. The Ninka. I hate that. Because <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ninka poop. <laughs> I really did. I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, to be honest, I think I, I. It sounds like the, like the Nina, the Pinta, Santa Maria. It's it's it, it makes me think of like a sailed yeah. ship, like yeah. in that regard. So I guess I, so. That's how I kind of see it. Uh, what is the name of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character in this twenty? I forgot he was in this movie. He's buddies with Ryan Johnson. He's the motherfucker who um, gives them their traffic ticket. Oh, I don't know. Then I don't know. Slow and low. Slow and low. Yeah. Okay. Slow and low. All right. Yeah, okay. That's dumb too. Yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. Uh, listen, we got to quote some things, I guess. You know, it's funny about the, the Last Jedi. It seems like for however many Star Wars movies, the best quotes have so often just been random quotes that were probably unremarkably written. Probably. Um, so many quotes that like have just stood the test of time and have, have kind of... Uh, stepped forward as memes that were not necessarily thought to be great lines at first, but now it seems like Star Wars is trying to create catchphrases, and I think that's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. And so, amazing, every word in what you just said was wrong. It's very annoying to it me. It is. It's very contrived. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, it does feel contrived, and I don't like him using it again later on. Right. That's Doesn't, what I mean. They're it, trying to force catchphrases. Yeah, I agree. Whereas, like, what do you think is should be the name of the episode? There's, I, have, there's I have a couple, but there's one I really like. There's actually a few things that are... are a lot of things Luke says are really good. Um, I failed because I was Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, is a good quote. It is a good quote, yeah. It's long, but I, I like the, the, the gravity of that phrase. Yeah, that is a good phrase, yeah. Um, I've seen the strength only once before in Ben Solo. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Uh, there's only one business in the galaxy that'll get you this rich. That's actually the one good quote in that entire Canto Bite segment. Mm. Uh, war. I think we need to call the 20 Mighty Skywalker Blood. Ben. My nephew. With that mighty Skywalker blood. And in my hubris, I thought I could train him. I could pass on my strengths. That's good. That's a great line. It's really Start good. to finish a phenomenal line. You know, simple exchange I also like in this 20. You called me a monster. You are a monster. Yes, I am. Yeah, that is a great one. I have that here too. Uh, I have the Ray and Luke one is, uh, I don't think they like me. I can't imagine why. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's so mean. It is mean, but he's so mean to her That's in this. That's right. Uh, what is the force to you? It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. She <laughs> takes a very funny comedic beat before float yes and that is that is good i like the innocence in her not knowing anything about what she's talking about right but that she just like believes in it and it is very luke skywalker a new hope right which is a really important thing and i think well and that's the kind of thing that's kind of lost on him is he's not seeing himself in the person who's coming to him that's a good point um ray uh the island life death and decay that feeds new life warmth cold peace, violence, and between it all, 
balance, an energy, a force. And inside you, inside me, that same force. Uh, like, it's good. It's a great summation. It builds off of everything that Obi-Wan uh, initially told us about the force and Yoda initially told us about the force. Um, and it, it, it does stray away from the scientific side of things. Right. But at the same time, it doesn't display it doesn't discount them or eliminate the ability for those things to also be true in the star wars ecosystem so i do really like that balance is really the most important thing though isn't it it is that is always the word we come back to when we're describing the forest balance yeah it really is that's uh all i got for this 20 uh just one final thing for me on the 20 and this is one that uh raised training sequence yeah a lot of people don't know this Uh, i may have mentioned it to you once before uh and it's one that if you go back and know it watching the movie, it's pretty fucking cool to realize. And it builds off of everything that is Ray and Kylo. Everything Ray does in her practice against the rock are the moves that Kylo does against Luke at the end. That's cool. Yeah. So you see like but in, in like just everything. And when she does like that big swipe and like she kind of loses her balance, that's when Kylo does the one and kind of loses his balance and Luke just like bends completely, like not even like a human. Right. It's it's just it's cool as hell. But that's that's good filmmaking, yeah. honestly. And and it's also it's indicative of a choreographer knowing a secret that the layman doesn't know, which means this runs deep. Yeah. Definitely. That's cool. Well, I think there's a, like, but there's always those key subtleties. I mean, like John Williams, oh, he knows some shit. Has to. Oh, he's always known some shit. Yeah. But he, like, that's the thing. He is, he he's had, evolved. he has always been, yeah, the keeper of that's a right. lot of secrets. Sure. There's no way he's not been. And by the way, you get a great, speaking of John Williams, you get a great moment where you hear Ray's anthem in, in, yeah. in purity when she ignites the Graflex lightsaber in this. And then, by the way, can we just talk about when she cuts a huge boulder in half with no resistance? It's a cool moment. Well, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I know. She's practicing, yeah. She's just kind of, because it's like the lightsaber's that powerful it and is. she can't believe it's cutting through it like butter. <laughs> well, it, I always think about in the opening scene of Phantom Menace where Qui-Gon is trying to cut through the blast doors. And it's really the only time we ever see a lightsaber have any kind of resistance. And it stands to reason because he's having these like huge hydraulic doors uh, and like multiple doors to cut through with his lightsaber. But like a lightsaber doesn't necessarily have the ability to just move like light through anything. No, that's true. Ray is strong. Ray? Oh, yeah. Ray is very strong. Definitely. Uh, I guess it is a good point. Uh, But I don't know. I guess it could also be like molten rock, which isn't as like dense in the same kind of way she was caught up in the moment is what i mean to say yes oh yes and we see a lot of that in the in the trailer um let's not get to that let's do the rest of the news so we can just then go deep into the rise of skywalker trailer which came out yesterday let's get through the news then yes absolutely new thrawn trilogy coming out i still have not finished thrawn treason but i am stoked they're going to do another trilogy of books i have avoided any information on it because i have not read treason could be a prequel. My guess is it's going to be a prequel. A prequel trilogy. A uh, prequel trilogy of books. I think it's already out there what the timeline is of it. So I'm not going to just waste. But I just, I, I'm avoiding it sure. until I finish Treason. Uh, but that makes me fucking thrilled. That's awesome. Three more books of Thrawn is amazing. Um, there are a lot of things coming out. So there's probably some things I missed on here. That's okay. Uh, let's see. It's been a long time since we were able to do a podcast. And obviously the most important thing is the trailer this week. Ryan Johnson used uh if for the first time when talking about his trilogy oh interesting so he has now like because because disney's doing their own thing so well we'll see i'm still talking to lucasfilm they're figuring out what they're doing and we'll see what happens uh i'd be thrilled if it happens and i'm working on my own stuff too 
Oh, okay. That that's, is, that's actually not that promising. No, that is that surprises me. Me too. It really does. But a lot of people were saying it that for a long time they didn't think it was going to happen. But it just it, he seemed so dead set. Like I I didn't think the uh, Dan and Dave stuff's going to happen. I I kind of don't think that's going to happen anymore either. Right. Uh, but like, are they totally like with the Feige stuff now? I and... think I think a couple of things. I think certainly the Feige thing is prioritized for just financial reasons. Yeah, and also. They have so many balls in the air. Like, there's a little part of me that imagines imagines a scenario at Disney HQ where uh, a staffer like Ryan Johnson is like, "Hey, can I talk to you about this for a second? They're like, "Do you want to talk to me about Disney Plus?" And he's like, "No." And they're like, "Then get out of my fucking office because I want to talk about <laughs> Disney Plus." Like, I, I kind of think that's all they have in their periphery right now. I think potentially, but I Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie is not going to be on Disney+. Plus. This is true, but Kevin Feige's his own thing. Yeah, and, Kevin and he's Feige, made a lot of money for them. Yeah, and he's going to be a generation setter in the sense that they'll give him an era, or at least yeah. they fucking should. But we chatted about that last time. Ryan Johnson. No Ryan Johnson, necessarily. Well, not necessarily, but I, I, the odds are definitely favoring that being the case it would be a shame if they now that those comments are said from him right it would be a shame if they dropped the axe on him or dan and dave because of the hate nerds the unfortunate hate nerds no i think the dan and dave thing is fair because they signed a what is it 300 million dollar deal with another studio that's true that's fine that was a weird thing for them to do they can like you can't expect them to prioritize your studio's work and ultimately that would be conflict You, you could you can sever the contract yeah, I'm, I'm sure they already have. Yeah, because it's gone from they were doing a trilogy of movies to they might do the treatment on the first movie. So like they're not doing anything in my in my opinion. You're right. You're right. Um, That's but, interesting. And, and that, to be honest, I'm kind of okay with that um, because from what I've heard, two guys who I would love to continue running the show at Star Wars, like you give these guys full creative control, I'm game for it because one of them is one of the best filmmakers in the world, and one of them knows the second most about Star Wars in the world. John Favreau and Dave Filoni. John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Right. Uh, 27 minutes of The Mandalorian was shown to uh, like a, like key people. So probably like half an episode. Uh, well, no, they've been said to be between like 35 and 45 or 35 and 50 minutes or something. So like, I don't, yeah, I'm not quite sure what the, I don't even know if it was the first episode, but the reaction was overwhelmingly over the top incredibly enthusiastic i heard that too i heard that like people crit- were over their like they think it's gonna be a fan favorite yeah. and also a critical darling that the critics are on gag order but that they're like oh my god this is good yeah 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 and apparently there's some things that even in that were the first time things have ever been seen um in star wars like cool and they're like some first time things that have not been the first time that people have ever thought about them though okay so like kind of things that like almost like an anticipated element or something maybe that was introduced in legends or a book or something really cool great i'm so excited that is really really friggin' soon yeah that is really soon it's just a couple of weeks away yeah uh joel edgerton gonna be back uh, in the obi-wan show great uh i don't think that's 100 percent confirmed but i i think it's pretty much right around there i mean of course he's going to be uh but yeah that just works so that's really good that's nice this is really, really interesting. Uh, the Cassian show was almost axed. Wow. You know, yeah. it's interesting. We don't talk about it. No. Uh, and so apparently that they had a good idea, but they could not, like they hated the scripts. They couldn't get anything to work. Uh, they couldn't, it just the quality wasn't up there. Okay. Just like Rogue One. And so you know what they did? They brought back Tony Gilroy, just like Rogue One. Oh, great. He well, loves this character. 
he obviously he knows loves, how to he do loves this his character. character. He doesn't like Star Wars, which makes me not a huge fan of him. In right. this, but in the sense that Rogue One is excellent, and apparently he did a lot of the reason as to why that's an excellent movie. What um, do you mean when you say he doesn't like Star Wars? He has openly said that he's not a Star Wars fan. Well, that's a weird thing to say. When yeah, you're, when you're so good at writing Star Wars. Well, I don't. Th- I don't think he wrote it. I and per se, I think he wrote some changes. Okay, and then he directed quite a few changes. Right. However, apparently, he's going to be on the casting show as a, potentially, I think, the lead director uh, and uh, writing the the pilot in multiple episodes. Okay. As long as it's still up there, because I really want to see that show. Yeah, I want to see that show as well. I mean, I think it it should be on the docket, and like a lot of things, it doesn't need to be anything more than two seasons nope. or one season, if that's what they want to do. That's fine. And so there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. All right, so a couple things Rise of Skywalker prior to trailer discussion. Okay. Two hours, 35 minutes. Right. Is the runtime. Right. It's pretty good. It's the longest Star Wars movie, three minutes longer than Last Jedi. Okay. And so that works. That's fine with me. You, yeah, you had said something the other day about how you wish it was a little bit longer, but I'm I'm kind of the, of the mind that like if you write a good movie, that it, it will feel as long as it ought to feel. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, these are some other things that were in the news for the past few weeks prior to the trailer. Uh, Wedge Antilles is coming back. Okay. Uh, not 100% confirmed. As an old man? Yeah. Dennis Lawson is actually on the cover of one of the new uh, Resistance Reborn, the, the novel. Okay. And so Poe is the main featured character, but I think Poe... Um, Leia, Ray, Finn, and and uh, Wedge are on the cover. And so so will we discover that he's now like a higher up? He's more like an executive type within the Resistance. Uh, potentially, potentially he's a retired pilot. Potentially he's like who knows? Uh, he we don't know what Wedge has been up to. It's since the aftermath books, I believe he was one of the main characters in the aftermath books, which I, I never got through. I didn't like the perspective telling of the first one. And I never went back to them. Although I, I do intend to at some point. Um, but then they never really did anything. Can be on that. Dennis Lawson was always kind of a little wishy-washy on star Wars, but it's great. And I think there's almost, almost a guarantee he'll be in the movie now. Cool. Um, most of the first order it was confirmed most of the First Order do not know who Kylo Ren is. Interesting. Which is something that I, I kind of thought was the case, but it's nice to know that that is most definitely the case. When you say they don't know who he is, they just don't know he's he's like Leia's they son. Don't, they don't know he's the famous, he's the son of the most famous rebel scum. Okay, but they know what his face looks like. You don't oh, yeah, they know say. what his face looks like. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense though. Yep. Uh, pre-purchase tickets uh, and like the online websites, well, it... it the first hour, it did 50% more than Endgame, which is interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. But the crazy thing is the poster, which yeah. has the cast list on the bottom, beautifully first build, Carrie Fisher. Right. Then Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. and then Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley. Okay. But Ian McDermott is, in the, is on there, of course. Yep. In the billing. On the pre-sale tickets, Ian McDermott was missing on the cast list. But Matt Smith was on the cast list. Oh, weird. And so, like, what the fuck is going on? What are you guys doing? What are they doing to us? It is mind-numbing how annoying it is. And we were, we're going to talk about the trailer, but I'll, I'll come to this part just because right now in, okay. in the sense of there's something we still obviously haven't gotten. Right. There's things that, like, they're reserving for the movie, big reveals. Something about Palpatine. Well, maybe, but, like, even still, like, what the fuck is Matt Smith? Like, there's the only things that can be of any big interest. Okay, but if his name was there instead of Ian McDermott's, then he's probably... Yes. He's probably connected to Palpatine. Yes, that is my belief. 
but it's just it's like what the fuck like how are they gonna go about it uh we'll get to the trailer in just one sec because there's not a whole lot else okay uh, so the knights of ren they wear ancient armor and they wear their masks permanently whoa what does that mean that means that's how committed they are. Okay. They're tombed and they're entombed in their masks. That's essentially. horrifying. It is. However, it makes me believe further that they're the acolytes of the beyond. Okay. Which uh, it was, it's been long speculated that the Knights of Ren, most people I'd say probably like four to one ratio say they're Kylo students to the acolytes of the beyond. But the acolytes of the beyond were Vader worshipers. Okay. They were not force sensitive. But they were Vader worshippers. Now, Master of the Knights of Ren. Now, Kylo is almost like, how is he their default master? Well, unless he was installed by Snoke. Or if he, because they report directly to him. Because he's their, he's, he's Vader's the player. He's yeah. the heir. He, right. And why would they entomb themselves in masks? Vader was entombed in a mask. Right. And so it's like an homage to him. Uh, Kylo wears the mask. He doesn't even need to, but it's like almost part of like their little gang. And so the Acolytes of the Beyond worship Vader. They were relic hunters, just like Kylo was always supposed to be. And so it, just kinda, it really aligns well. It does. Could be them. But when you describe them like that, it really trivializes them too. It really makes them sound like like goofy and pathetic. Like Kind of. Like they're all just like clamoring at Kylo like the claw. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of. Makes yeah. them sound really pathetic. But I thought it was interesting with the entombing of their faces. Yeah. Because the it makes me think that that uh, Jack Skellington looking guy. Yeah. Well, that's what he really looks like. But no, but if you're like, if your face is in a mask, it's been like bolted shut. It makes sense for it to be white, bald, mummified. and like, yeah, kind, like, kind of mummified looking. Yeah. So it makes me think that potentially they're not, they're going to have their masks taken off, but... Or one of them is, or one of them's going to have their head it ripped off in some way, shape, or form. But uh, I don't think that, that they generally have them permanently on. I don't think the Knights of Ren are going to be a big deal in this movie. I think they're going to be in it a little bit. There's too much to do. That's true. But then again, they've been so, they've been kept so secretive. Yeah, I guess. There's got to be something there. Yeah. And like, they have many special abilities. We don't really... It's 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 interesting. Right. But they're one of those giant question marks that we still don't really have any answers on. Like a lot of people still think the kind of the plot's that way as well. That's true. Only other thing would be the thing that came out immediately after the trailer, the poster. Yeah, the poster's beautiful. The poster is awesome. It's yeah. probably... It's it's one of the best posters in, in Star Wars. It has elements of The Last Jedi, but blue, not the red not the red style. It's quite blue, but there's red in it too. It's, it's really those two colors. It is, but it's got such a heavy blue tone to it, yes. the way The Last Jedi had that red. Uh, it's got kind of a Force Awakens look with kind of the way it's bisected in the middle. But the way that the side characters are looks exactly like Empire Strikes Back posters. That's actually true. And it's not overly crowded, which is nice. It's Yeah, it's it's a beautiful poster. Yeah. It, it very well in 10 years, if you ask me, could be my favorite of all the main posters. Yeah, I think it's going to age well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this goddamn trailer. Let's go into the trailer. And I have it broken down shot for shot. Great. So let's just go in the order. Okay. Uh, we start out with Ray running. Uh, is that Endor? Uh, it's possibly Endor. It appears she's probably amidst some kind of training, right? Yes. So there is the training droid that's chasing after her. The little orb, like like yep. the one in A New Hope. It shoots her, and she behind the and she waves her saber behind her back and deflects it. Could possibly be Endor. It, it very well could be Endor. It looks a little tropical for Endor. Yep. 
uh, it kind of reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean. It did. There yeah. are a lot, a lot of shots in this trailer that are very Pirates of the Caribbean. Jungly, yeah. Jungly. Uh, somebody put on uh, on Reddit the the what was it the Black Pearl that comes out? Of, oh no, Davy yeah. Jones ship that comes out of the ocean. That's right. And the way that the Star Destroyer with the like oh, there, man. but there are a handful of other very Pirates of the Caribbean esque visuals. Not which a bad I'm, way. I'm cool with those. Are like, that's the, a beautiful movie. However. Uh, I don't mean just that movie. I mean, there are a lot of at worlds and visuals, I think too, which okay. isn't a good movie. <laughs> no, I guess, but I'm sure I don't remember that movie, but I, I think visually it was, wasn't offensive. No, it was incredible. That's, yeah. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Of course right. it was. Uh, it could also be Batu. I think maybe. Okay. Uh, I just, I believe that movie will be in, I believe that planet will be in the movie and it, I guess kind of terrain wise matches up a little bit, but Everything makes sense for it to be Endor. If Leia is training Rey, yes, and that's possible, which I think is the case, then it makes sense for it to be Endor. It does. Everything makes sense for it to be Endor uh, because how many planets can we get to in this damn movie? Right. And like, do they? We need them bouncing around between everything? Probably not. Okay. What's next? Uh, the blade color, her lightsaber. Yeah. They. It, it does look a little different. Really. Uh, it's. It varies throughout the throughout the trailer, but it has a green hue to it in Weird. the in the beginning. Some people believe that she will build her own lightsaber, and that JJ is doing what he did with um, uh, what's the Khan in oh in Star Trek, where he said that Benedict Cumberbatch was not Khan, okay, and he was listed as a totally different character. They even shot a different scene for a trailer where he's referred to something else. So there's potential that. Ray has a different crystal in there, or she's got something that's, or she's got a different lightsaber, and it's all been a big thing. Right. But that is not how Star Wars works when it comes to promotional merchandise. Right. So I don't believe that. Okay. Uh, but a lot of people are thinking that, and it is it is noticeable there, and it would be cool to get another lightsaber, and I believe we will get another lightsaber. Right. I really hope so. That's been really void in this trilogy. But in my opinion, I was pretty much. I'm, I'm pretty confident we may not get another lightsaber, but we are a hundred percent getting another Jedi. Okay. That voiceover to start it off was yeah. Finn. And yeah, that's the right. line that he says was, The Force brought us together. Mm. The Force brought us together. And John Boyega, right after the trailer, tweeted, It's an instinct. Mm. And like, he's like, There, woo. And like, he's, it, it is, it, he starts it off the same way it started the Force Awakens trailer off. Uh, there has been an awakening. It, it, he is force sensitive. We, we chatted about it a few weeks ago. It was always there in the beginning. It was always there in the beginning. It just, after this trailer, I would say it's a 90% chance. And what else does this mirror of Return of the Jedi? Of course. There is another. Always. Always. And it, it just it just worked perfectly. Great. And when you think about it, who could be raised first student? Finn? A fucking course. That'd be that's, dope. That's exactly what you want to hear. Yes. Yes, I do. That gives you the same kind of... It also lets him off the hook with all these honeys he's wheeling. <laughs> Sorry, girls. I'm busy. That's right. I'm, a, I'm training to be a Jedi, <laughs> and they're not really supposed to have that, but I heard Ray's thinking about changing the yeah, rules. Some of the old school rules can maybe melt away. Give That's me a right. year. <laughs> That's right. She's got to choose, though. Does she want to go with the emo route? Right. Uh, but yeah, so there's the Finn voiceover. Uh, you have uh, Finn and he's running on the Death Star. He either yells Ray or it looked like he's yelling woo, like from excitement. But some people said he's yelling Ray, which makes actually a lot more sense. Um, 
after that we get lando and he's in charge of like there's like tons and tons and tons of rebel soldiers around him he's in the center it looks like he's telling like almost like a story but it's likely right before they take off and he's giving a a rogue one style inspirational speech right is what i imagine uh what looks to be the ship they're sitting under is the the tantive four though what is that uh that is the corvette Oh, okay. That is the very first ship we see in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then a couple seconds later, we see it pushing through the jungle. Okay. So it's 100% the movie. Great. Which is super exciting. I think they just chose, they took their opportunity to make a collage of all the greatest spaceships. We'll be getting to that, and we'll be getting back to the Tantive Four as well because of the way the order is on this. Okay, all right. There's so much stuff here. Yeah, it's it's so rich. We will have stuff to talk about for weeks. Okay, go for it. Next, we get uh, Dom, Rose, and Connix. Called it. They're working together. I don't uh, think I even noticed Dom. Yeah. He, uh, so the shot of Rose. Yeah. He's standing about 10 feet behind her. Oh, okay. With a very, very worn out uh, Billy Lord looking a lot like a young Carrie Fisher. Interesting. Like she's got brown hair. It's like she looks a lot like a young Carrie but Fisher. But still has Connix. Yeah. But yeah. like she just, she just looks like a. Yeah, she does. It's more so than I've ever noticed it before in this one still. Uh, it was like, holy shit, like, definitely you would use her if you did Rogue One tomorrow. Why not? Tomorrow. Yes, right. Um, and then we go to the sunk Death Star. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. But I do. Bursts through the water. And he's just soaked, and he's got this, like, stoic look on his face. It is just awesome. I mean, just people keep telling me they know me is is such a nice layered thing to stick in this trilogy. Oh, my God, yes. At the end of this decade where we've wondered who this gal is as a a real human culture. Yeah. And for, for... Ren to respond like I know yeah like I don't know if that means like I know and I want you to be evil with me or if or if it's I know because I am you and like that's it in my opinion I think there's a few things here so this sequence we see after we see the um a shot of them near the end where they're inside the throne room the emperor's throne room uh, it's like on a tilt. It's all smashed. From I mean, the- assuming it's the Emperor's throne room, it has to be. Yeah, the shot, they, they show the window. It's the exact same window from the Return of the Jedi as the Emperor's throne room. It's yeah. in all of the drawings from The Force Awakens of Rey diving down to find the... It's, it's, it's right. totally the Emperor's throne room. Right. Where it looks like that's where they're meeting up and maybe seeing each other for the first time in the movie. Okay. And that makes sense. Whereas they're going to get something at the Death Star. That's what Rey needs. That's going to kick off the movie for her journey. And then Kylo is going to show up. However, I personally don't think Kylo's there. Okay. I've never thought he was there on the Death Star. Force bond. I think it's the force bond. Okay. And I think the water droplets and I think the not having his cape in the reflection have mm. been the hints to it. His, he's, he's not in the re- reflection at all. Okay. They, that's what my initial thought was. They didn't just forget to, like, didn't forget to put the cape in if they put only part of him back in because right. he's not supposed to be in the water shadow at all. Okay. They show from a major distance Ray standing like with like half a kilometer in front of her with her lightsaber out and there's no one around. Right. There is no one anywhere in sight. Right. And then she's facing off against this giant, giant thing of water. Mm. No one in sight. And then Kylo just appears through it. 
it just seems to make sense. And the yeah. fact that he's soaking wet and that he was able to feel the water in episode eight, it, I think that's going to be our our flash fights that was rumored. I think right. that is going to be what happens where maybe Ray sees some things when they're and Kylo tells her some information she doesn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Maybe if she is in some way, shape, or form associated yep. with Palpatine, yep. he is revealing that information to her. But by him saying the the I do as well, because it's also voiceovers, so we don't fully know when they're saying those things. Um, he understands if she has a relation to Palpatine, because he's the he's the child of darkness. Yes, his expectation to a degree is to save the galaxy, but his expectation is just as easily to ruin and rule it. Mm-hmm. Because that's what his grandfather did. And that's it's right. like, he, that's the expectation that's, that's set out for him. The family business. That's the family business. Yeah. And so Ray's like, people keep telling, like, you don't know me. I don't have, like, I don't have to be this. Right. And he's like, I'm the only one in the galaxy who knows that. Yeah. Because there was two of them. Uh-huh. A master and apprentice. Uh-huh. And now that's you and I. Oh, wow. Because it's what it is. Yep. They're just, they're mirroring those same two. And then that goes, that's why I still want it to be that Ray is the creation of Vader and Palpatine. Yes. The same way that Anakin is Plagueis and Palpatine. I, I, that's what I still want. I, I think less likely. I'm thinking more that it's a descendant. Yep. And that Ray's need for family is what they're going for. And that the blood, her actual family is the worst family ever. Right. Um, and the one that created the Skywalker. So it can work even still if sure. she's a descendant of it. Uh, I do prefer the the force creation and yeah. mirroring Anakin that way. We might as well come back to that. It just seems better. It's only been done once. Why'd you only do it once? Yeah. And yeah. we're talking so deeply about the force and the way it's balancing itself out. And if it did it once, then what's balance? That's right. To do it again. Right. To fix the mistake. And I'm going to go off on another little tangent here that I forgot about. But Freddie Prince Jr., who does the voice of Kanan Jarrus, a uh, huge Star Wars fan, uh, and so he knows Dave Filoni really well because he was the main character on Dave Filoni's show for four years. Right. Um, and so he was talking about the way that George Lucas and Dave have explained the force to him. And he was just tearing a strip off of internet hate nerds. And it's a rage-filled uh, bit. And he got just destroyed online. I love it. There's not a word he says in it that's wrong. Great. Everything is is correct. And I like as somebody on the inside... It's nice to hear one of them actually say that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't have anything against, but one thing I never knew, and I don't know if I'm stupid for not realizing this in the Star Wars world, uh, or this is something that was a nugget he didn't even realize that he kind of dropped, or maybe some people realize this or not, but by Palpatine convincing Vader and flipping Vader, that was the force giving twins. Okay. Because it was no longer... Two people. Ultimate dark, ultimate light. Right. Anakin was now ultimate dark with ultimate dark. And so they gave twins. The force's response was to match the two with the two. Oh. By Luke and Leia. Right. In that same kind of way, keeping that balance. And so just the way he was talking about those things further lead to it making sense for the force to want to do some form of correction. Right. um, Or finding a way in that regard. Okay. I'm with you. All right. Let's move on to the next frame. Uh, the ice asteroid thing. 
Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen a couple of tweets about this, like people saying that they're annoyed that you can't see the reflection of the TIE fighters in the water. I'm not it's sure not that's water. water. It's yeah. not water. You've heard people say that, right? Yeah, some people have said that, but most people have been shut down because it's, it's, it's stupid. It's, it's not, not a planet. Water. It's just a hunk. Yeah, it's in the middle of space. Yeah. And it, it looks like it actually is civilization on both on both top and bottom. It's pretty cool looking. Which means it's got some sort of weird like atmosphere. Like we don't know exactly where they are. Like are they, is it part of some like giant, like a bunch of these sort of things like in a gravitational well and they're like, they're able to, it acts like a planet, but they're kind of like scattered amongst each other. But it seems like it's also the thing that is blown up by the giant red lasers in the previous trailer. Right, yeah. But it also seems like the kind of place that it looks like where Palpatine has been storing his Star Destroyers. So mm-hmm. like it's it looks similar to the Kajimi place as well uh, that was mentioned where Zori, Zori Bliss is. So like I really have no idea. Like it could be any of a number of things that we have we know we're going to be in this movie, but I just don't know what that specific is from the distance. You got the right. TIE fighters coming in on it. Are they in attack formation or are they going home? Who knows? I don't know. I, I, I don't really know that there's a whole lot we can glean from this one shot, but, but it's super damn cool. It's very cool looking. Yeah. And that's the, like this. It's a beautiful, beautiful trailer. I mean, is well, it- and how many times have I said, gee, I hope they don't give us too much, but they really don't. They find a They, they've hired somebody brilliant to cut this trailer. Yes. There are a couple beefs I have with the trailer. Okay, uh, and I'll get into them. Um, the last shot. Yeah, I don't. I, I think. I think when you consider the other two trailers that we've had, the other two teasers, the teasers have been more engaging than the trailer. Yep. Uh, you could recut this trailer with the shots that they have and have a more powerful ending. Too. And isn't it interesting? You just mentioned the teaser trailer. Isn't it interesting that this trailer exhibits nothing of Dark Ray, which was the whole takeaway from the last one? No, I, I, it's a vision. Yeah. It does not fit. You can't have... This movie would be four hours long if Ray has a dark side... Like, Agreed, but it seemed like it was going to be the most important thing ever two months ago when we got a teaser trailer. No, that is what she, what Palpatine wants her to become. Right. Or what her destiny should have been had she followed her dark side path. Uh, the Palpatine voiceover. Long have I waited. And now... Coming together. Is your undoing. How badass is that? Right, and what does that mean? And when he says coming together, does he mean that Kylo and Rey are coming together against him? No, so I this is one that I believe aligns well with some like theories and some potential leaks people had out there of um a dyad whereas the emperor to a degree he needs the two of them together yeah to be able to draw their to be able to bring himself back to life almost because he needs enough dark and light power in the room essentially to be able right. to to bring himself fully back to the form that he needs right and well, so that, like a horcrux there's going to be some more horcrux things coming up okay uh and so that makes me really like that line works with, yep, with, it does. with that theory completely um Let's see. Uh, and then they flash to the throne, his empty throne. Oh, yeah. The throne, which evidently is is based explicitly on uh, 
concept art for the throne in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's way back. So about three, like maybe three episodes ago or something, I was talking to you about the specific crazy throne in a lava, like underground cave layer mm-hmm. where Vader was initially supposed to bring Luke to meet the Emperor for the final battle. Right. And that's the exact throne is copy and pasted to uh, an ice cave yeah. in episode nine. That's so for, funny. Eh? Which I... I think that's friggin' perfect. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as I saw it, I, I recognized it from the art that uh, I was flipping through a couple weeks ago. It's really a little cool. Game of Thronesy, to be fair. We got to call a spade a spade. It's like this ostentatious gothic throne. You could say that, but it was drawn in the sure. 70s. Totally. So yep. Ra- Ralph McQuarrie gets the one up on you. Sorry, right. George. You're right. Uh, RR, not George Lucas. <laughs> right. Um, and then you have. Uh, yeah, you have the Star Destroyer breaking through the icy ground next. That was a big moment. Which is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And so maybe those Star Destroyers that we saw in the sky before, like, like what is Palpatine? Like, does he have everything frozen? Is I like guess. Is that planet, like, something that's encapsulated in ice? Like, the Star Destroyers are encapsulated in ice? I don't, the, I don't know what any of it means. Right. But there is one thing I think it could be, which was, is a, it's a hope. It's a reach. My hope is that it further backs my uh, Ray origin theory of it being a Palpy and Vader creation and that the ice encapsulation is kind of a foreshadow to her, her previous carbonite encapsulation. Right, I see. And so that everything is, Val- Palpatine is preserving things maybe the way he did with uh, with Ray at one point. But how is he mobilizing the Star Destroyer or or fleet? Does he have a hidden crew of clones or does, oh. or, or is he using his hand to lift rocks the way you're not supposed to do? <laughs> no, I, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again and they weren't in the trailer and they weren't in the trailer for a reason. There's going to be clones in this movie. They're going to be clones in this movie. They are the Red Sith Troopers. Yep. They have to be uh they weren't in this movie and i don't think they're gonna have a large part in this movie i think they're going to mostly run the ships i think they will all die and i don't think they will even really necessarily have the full capability of of what palpatine wants to be able to accomplish with them right clearly yeah so if they don't all die then they'll be able to do the reverse order 66 so that they're no longer aligned to him now they're good guys right okay (laughs) something like that okay what's next what's the next shot when do we see palpatine uh not for a little bit. Okay. Uh, it's near, pretty much near the end. So the next is the Falcon leading an insane-sized rebel fleet. Right. So Lando and Chewie are piloting the Falcon. Mm-hmm. And in this fleet, we have like U-wings, everything, a bunch of Legends ships. And we also have the Ghost. Yeah. And the Ghost is the main ship from Rebels. Right. And so that is super cool because maybe we'll get one of the characters, uh, Hera, who that was her ship. Uh, her, she had a son in the last episode of Rebels. If there's a green-haired guy... That's her son. That's her son. That's cool. And so that's going to be super cool. Um, and like, hell, I don't... Kn- the odds are extremely, extremely small, and it wouldn't make any sense. But like, fuck, who knows? Maybe Matt Smith is that character, and they've been just trying to make... They were like, oh, we don't want it, people to know we're crossing our cartoons with her. Ugh, that would be a letdown That would be this. a letdown, but I don't think... Like, you know what I mean? Right. It would be cool to see a guy with green hair. I would be thrilled. Right. Uh, if they see a, a green-haired 30-year-old come off of the ghost. Okay. Um, we now have... We now have... Um, it's like this rickety-ass raft sort of thing. It looks similar to what they use in uh, The Last Jedi on uh, Crate. 
and it looks like it would be like Finn and Ray are probably taking it to get to the Death Star too. Like a barge. Yeah, and they're like in the crazy waves because when they were standing on the cliffs, it's like, how the fuck do they get out there? Well, we see now they're going to have kind of a cool little uh, journey on a raft, which uh, we've never really seen, so I really think that's going to be a cool visual. Sure. And then really, in my opinion, the best scene in, in... by kind of a, a large margin in the trailer is the 3PO scene. Sure. What, uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. That is evocative in its four seconds. It in, makes it makes you almost weep in no time at all. In just in every way, shape, or form. And anybody who's hating this online... Who's hating this online? Sucks. Well, people think, oh, it's lame. And like, oh, you just met these people? Like, met them, knew them for one year, knew them for one year, knew them for zero years. I'm thinking, it flashes to R2 and Chewie immediately after he says that. Right. You dumb fuck. Right. Also, he's known Poe for seven years. Yep. He's known BB-8 for seven years. And, maybe, and he maybe, spent his entire year with Ray and Finn. And also, maybe, when you, you're talking about friends, right? When yes. When you said reverse to friends, maybe his friends are Han, Luke, and Leia. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. That's as well. what made me emotional. Oh, you saw it as because he's flashing back to something he has from oh, way back. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, that's maybe fair. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see it like that. I uh, that 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 is fair. They're your old friends, you know. You, the viewer. Yeah, I mean, that's well. I definitely saw that. Right. But no, maybe, maybe that's what it is, and that would be that would be pretty cool in the sense that he if uh, he's definitely getting his memory wiped. Yes. It's obvious that's what's happening. Which is ostensibly the death of C-3PO. Yeah, well, is he getting his memory restored to his level that when he put it into the Tantive Four? Right. So is he retrieving something from his initial programming or from when Anakin initially, like from his like kit programming or when Anakin initially programmed him? Is he going right. to have his Revenge of the Sith memories? Right. So will he know R2? Will he have, like, or will he not know anyone? Will the Red Eyes 3PO be like... Factory reset. Factory reset, turn him to war mode, and... uh, It would be sad. It would be sad. And no, but you're right. If he's going through and what he's doing is looking at... like. Do not discount this movie's intentions to make you cry. Oh, yes. I know. The way Endgame did. I, I don't know how you can visually... I don't know how you can put that in a movie, though. You don't, Taking, th- you don't think the droids can make you cry if they died? No, 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 no. They absolutely could. No, yeah. I don't know how you can make it that he's looking at Han, Luke, and Leia. I don't know how... You can you can maybe read between the lines, but like I don't know how you can remotely do any exposition to say, oh, what are you doing? I'm just looking back at that time when I was hanging out with Luke and, and Han and Leia because you know, you're going to wipe my mind right, right now. Right, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, it's so powerful. And R2 like, just like doing the... The hop back and forth. Yeah, it's nice to see a little a little spark in R2. Yeah, and Babu Frick is cute as fucking hell. He's the little critter who's digging in the back of 3PO's head. Yes. He also looks to be the one who repairs Kylo's mask, so that right. doesn't make any sense. That is weird. Uh, my jump ship? Well, my theory is if it is the same character, that it's a friend of Han's. Okay. Because that works. Yeah. Like he runs in the same circles, and then there's a chance Kylo would have known him, and I don't know. Could, it could work in, in right. some way, shape, or form. Right, okay. Uh, Orbox, super cool. Yep, they're the horses uh, that uh, they're riding in this twenty. But there better be some atmosphere. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say they're running on a star destroyer. They might be running on a star destroyer. 
but it doesn't look like there's atmosphere and there better be. That's what do you, all what do you mean by atmosphere? Meaning it looks like they're run, riding horses on a Star Destroyer in oh, space. Okay. Which makes no sense no. in any way, shape, or form. Right. In the sense that they would die, they would float away, they would get <laughs> picked off with bullets. Like none of it makes sense. So I just, it visually was cool looking, but in the quick second we got made no sense. I'm not worried about them making that kind of a blunder. I think that we have to see more. No, that's true. Uh, Probably the most interesting and conversation-evoking part of the trailer is right now, though, is the next part, is the pedestal. Okay. Is when Rey and Kylo smash the pedestal. Oh, yeah, that is so interesting. So this is the pedestal that's holding Vader's helmet. Yes. So it you, shatters. You, you do know it's Vader's helmet. Okay. A lot of people don't. Okay. Uh, it does. It's it's so fast. It's not it's, clear. It's not clear. I uh, think I read that somewhere. I so did. I, just I, I did blow it up and watch it, and it clo- slowly go. And it, it's, it's Vader's helmet. Definitely. Now, are they fighting for it or are they... Some people see them as working together. They're not working together. No, we've done that. Uh, the reason why they're not working together because is Kylo looks like he's trying to block it and he's failing. Right. And Ray has so much momentum. Ray's trying to destroy it. Well, she's not necessarily. Like, is her momentum aimed at Kylo? And they're like, he blocks her. F- like, like I don't know. Is is it intentionally trying to destroy it? Most likely. Right. But we don't know for sure. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but Ray has a dagger. She in sure her does. Hand. She has a dagger. And have we talked about that before? We talked to, well, we, of course, we talked a couple of times about the father and the son. That's, I, did, I was joking, but yes. Right. So that is totally like when I heard there was a dagger in it, I avoided all of anything else about it uh, other than it was a dagger and it may have had Sith writing on it, which mm. is maybe why 3PO needs to wipe his memory so that he can right. read the 600 million and in, in one language right. that he, he needs to know. Right. Um, and it's a dagger. They put it in the trailer. It is a straight up dagger. That thing is a mortis dagger equivalent. That thing is killing Palpatine. Guaranteed. It has to be. It, it, you, do, you do not set shit like that up in Star Wars and then completely change up. They asked two major questions. Mm. How powerful is the Force and who is Rey? Yep. Those were the two questions they needed to answer in this. Okay. Who understands the Force? Okay. Dave Filoni and George Lucas understand the Force more than anyone. Let's ask them... Is there what content would you say is the most well fan received and also true to the force uh, in describing the power and true nature and origin and how the force operates fundamentally? What would you say is the most important piece of Star Wars content to understand that? The Mortis, Both of them would say the Mortis. The Mortis storyline. Yep. Okay. How can we provide an analog for that or some form of retelling or anything that mirrors it? Uh, in this story. And George Lucas was, in fact, consulted for yes, stories in this movie. Yes, he was. Yeah. Everything in this trailer, George Lucas probably loved. Yeah. It was new. The visuals were exciting. Yep. It was nothing like we'd ever seen before. It is going to be its own storyline. It's bringing back Ralph McQuarrie artwork. It's beautifully scored. It's got. It, it's not, like, hanging on the same old shit. It's finishing his ideas. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if George Lucas didn't really, really like this trailer. It feels very conclusive. It wants you to know it's conclusive also. Yes, which is really good. Yeah. Um, one of the things, though, somebody pointed out, and I, I think is a mistake, is also in this trailer, is that there's too much voiceover. That's always been the case for this trilogy. True, but that 3PO part? Yeah. Like, 
that's really great. Yep. And there are a couple parts where the voiceovers seem like they're what the character is saying in that moment, but we don't know if that's truly the case. Okay. Whereas it would be better if there was a confrontation. Yes. There are zero confrontations in the trailer other than the 3PO one in the sense of people. Really dialogue at all. That's what I mean, dialogue. But like, even if we just got when Ray and Kylo were on the, like the Death Star, uh, are they having that conversation then when during that fight? Probably not because they're not talking. Right. That voiceover is probably at a similar time in the movie, but like there should just, there should have been something a little, a little bit more. Some chatting. uh, And, Probably to to end the whole thing should have been that way as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so that dagger, it just has to be, that really hits to the Horcrux theory yeah. and the theory of Palpatine had to like, he uses lightning, put it in Vader's helmet. The only way to be able to destroy that is using that dagger. And Rey looks like she gets the helmet with both her lightsaber and the dagger. Right. And it just shatters into a million pieces. I don't know if Kylo's happy about the situation, but he is immediately going to take off his helmet yeah he is wearing his helmet in that sequence he's wearing his helmet for a weird reason and as soon as right before they cut away and as soon as they shatter it like before the pieces even hit the ground uh his hand is palm up at his neck Mm. in the sense of i'm about to just rip off my mask and either be like what the fuck just happened right (laughs) or um I, or I have no idea what else it could be. Maybe he's just protecting his eyes. I have no idea. <laughs> but like it, it just it. Or maybe they're gonna have a conversation, a, com- a conversation because they're like, okay, shit, this just got a little bit further. But right. I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but it's it's pretty interesting. Some people also think the location is Bespin. It's that doesn't make sense. No. it's gonna be a first order location. Yeah. Um, on that note, if it's a first order location, that and a couple stormtroopers are the only bits of First Order in this entire fucking trailer. That's true. Well, the First Order might not exist to prioritize anymore. Like, I'm sure Hux will be in this movie a little bit, but that's, Kylo Ren doesn't care that much about the First Order. Well, He's got bigger a, fish to fry. But that's kind of a problem. Yeah, you think? I think that's kind of a problem. Because there's still a powerful entity. And... Because, yeah, there's still a powerful entity, and as much as I do believe the Emperor will regain control of it, because it's just the Empire, and people are finally catching on to the uh, First Order... Uh, order one order 66 oh they thing. are yeah so I, I, that was a good call by the way thank you i started to see that a bit on the internet today. almost as good as my theory that rose is the titular character from rise of sky I, I think i think you're right i think yeah i'm still still hanging my hat on that one that is, we're gonna find it in the end that actually she's it's a mission impossible type thing and she just peels off her face and luke was actually projecting to canto bite mm-hmm. uh projecting to octo he was on canto bite the whole time mm-hmm. with finn that's right and the he, whole thing was a projection that's right uh, from Which Mark Campbell's basin. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Back on Tatooine. Yeah. Well, actually, Luke. <laughs> he, and you just see Luke in his like Tatooine clothes, and they're like kind of too small for him, and he's got gained some weight. He's got a big beard. He's watching. He just lives in his aunt's basement. <laughs> Luke, I love it. Your blue milk's ready. <laughs> What's next? In a minute. <laughs> Then after that, we do go to um, Palpatine's chair. Okay, so, but from behind, I I didn't even. Sorry, his 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 weird mechanism. Yeah, his mechan. His His stairmaster. Yeah, his floating chair. His his Darth Maul equivalent. 
I didn't even see it until the second time I watched the trailer. I didn't see it the first time. Oh, really? Didn't I? Because it's fast. Yeah. Um, but he's he is encroaching on Ray, yeah. and he is towering over Ray. Absolutely, he is. He's he's likely sitting in a in a like an like a mobile ATST style throne. Right. I think. Um, could be could be hovering of sorts, which would be very palpable. Which would actually would be very Yoda in Re- Revenge of the Sith. So it should be hovering, to be honest. Yep. Yep. Uh, but no, it ended up like I'm pretty much I'm pretty much sold that we were right on the it being foreshadowing, having uh, Kylo being taught how to survive large falls and bringing Maul back. Yeah. That that's foreshadowing that Palpatine survived. You see his hand; he looks alive. It, it doesn't look like... You don't see it, his it face. You only see the, the brim of his hood, his iconic hood. And you see his hand. Yeah, you do see his hand. Uh, and it doesn't look blue and glowy. Nope. And so it does... It gives me major Vader vibes. And let's face it, he built General Grievous. He built Vader. It makes... You're coming around on it by the sounds of things. Yeah, it makes sense Yeah, that he would use the technology. Like, the only thing is, man, you got to give me a good way that he survived. Yeah. Uh, if you tell me that he use the world between worlds in some way and you can figure out a way to tell it in a movie that doesn't piss off people who don't know what the fuck that is great um how old is but he but like i do not i don't want it to be the same way luke survived in fucking empire no hanging on the weather vane no i mean basically like he falls like it was just a twisty slide right you fell a kilometer dude right. you, you didn't slide the full way down I've you never, splatted i've always find, found that very bizarre it, it is a weird one but like right. the emperor falls into a reactor there's got like, there's a lot of things that make sense he's over a hundred years old now right he's got to be yes he would be a, probably about a hundred yeah if you may i don't really know exactly how hasn't old. looked well Maybe, in no a long probably time. probably be a little bit older than a hundred you're right, right. Uh, but he, he looks to be alive of some sort but you're right we don't see his face is it matt smith like what is the what is the deal there? Like, I don't know. Is there some? Yeah, I, 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 I'm at a loss for words. We're not going to know for two months now. I know, but I, I I am coming around on the use of the technology side. Yep. However, and I am okay with the being able to survive the crazy fall. That does make some sense, right? But where did he go? Mm-hmm. Because that is something that there's like Darth Maul survived his fall, and he ended up in a giant trash world. Yeah, because he ended up at the bottom of a trash pit. Luke was essentially ending up the same spot, but got caught in a weather vane. And so it didn't happen. Palpatine went into a reactor. So, like, I, I did he survive in the reactor somehow? Is he going to be, like... He's all-powerful. Is he going to look like he just went through Chernobyl? Is yeah, he going to be even more... Like, disgu- more zombified? More zombified than ever before, and that's why they're not showing him, because he's going to be, like... No, they're not showing him because it's... You might as well hold on to that. Yeah, but oh no, I don't actually think that. If you looked, if he looked exactly the same, it's more gratifying and yeah. more, more tantalizing to show him because he's on the poster. He's on the previous yeah. poster. Yeah, and so you have him like with dialogue, but nothing like not a big reveal. But you're right; he's on the poster. You see his face on the poster. Yeah, and so like so it's not that different. Well, not necessarily. He may he will. My guess is he's going to take many a form. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and so. Every all of the above could be the answer to everything we fucking saying. That's which right. Is the crazy part. Okay, and is there much left? 
Uh, it definitely seems like uh, the planet that the Emperor and Ray are on is that dead world of Exogel that we were kind of chatting Exegol. about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which sounds very similar to Mortis. Mm-hmm. It has a look that really mirrors Mortis. It's definitely the same world that Kylo in the previous teaser trailer is dragging a saber along the ground on. Right. He's probably coming in to throw up uh, throw up the assist for Ray. Or maybe Ray uh, is coming in because she was just like, you just killed Kylo. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that could be. Well, it'll probably happen. I, 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 I do think Kylo will die and come back to life. He may die twice. Yeah. We're going to get, I, do, I think we're, well, let's go right to the final line. Uh, the Force will be with you always, Luke, and then turning into Leia. Leia was, is going to die in this movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, think sure. we're, I think we're going to get Force Ghost Leia, Force Ghost Luke, um, and then Force goes Ben, probably. Okay, I, I understand that everyone agrees that it's Luke and then Leia who say the Force will be with you always, and that that makes the most sense, but am I the only one who thinks it sounds more like Finn than Luke? The Force will be with you. I know, I, I'm not saying that's a better idea. I'm just At saying, the end there? when I hear it, I only hear John Boyega's voice. Oh, I don't hear John Boyega, but it, I definitely agree it doesn't sound like Luke there. Yeah. Uh, the same way that the very first line doesn't sound like John Boyega. Well, that's true. He has like three lines that started off where the first line I thought the very first time I heard it was, is that Hayden? Yeah. Because I, 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 oh, wow. well, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. And so it just seemed right. And then the next line I was like, I'm not sure. And then the third line I was like, oh, no, it's 100% John Boyega talking. Right. Um, but yeah, there was no. Well, let's see if there's anything else. Um I don't think there's no, a whole no, lot that, else. No, that is, that is the end of the trailer. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, no Knights of Ren. Oh, um, no force ghosts. No, so they, force you wouldn't ghosts. expect them to. Probably, yeah, it could have. It could have maybe been a cool reveal to have at the very end. Luke Force Ghost. We know that's going to be in it. Yeah, that there's, wouldn't be. There's nothing revealing there. They're not going to show us like an Anakin Force Ghost or anything else. No, but no. let's. Fuck. How do you not put him in it? In the movie. Yeah. I know. Vader's mask. The right. character's going to play a role. Palpatine is going to. By the looks of things, be Vader suited up in a way. Shape, I think or they form. don't even want to drop any hints about that because no. we've got enough to speculate, and like we might as well hold on to that as tight as we can. Exactly. And when Hayden and um, Ian were told they couldn't do that appearance together at a con, right, 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 right. it just seems too good. Yeah. And like to have him be the one to to turn Kylo back, or to prevent Ray from going dark, or to like. Even just to have a confrontation with Palpatine. Ooh, how cool would that be? Force right. goes Anakin having a confrontation with Palpatine. Oh, that's so cool. Somebody also pointed out today on Reddit uh, that the Return of the Jedi, I mean, obviously now changes with Palpatine's return. Uh, but if he doesn't die, that it changes completely to not just Palpatine, to Vader not... Not just to Vader killing Palpatine and then being, like, having his, his soul redeemed, to Palpatine killing Vader... And right. surviving. Right. <laughs> Anakin still gets his soul redeemed, but he, he he gets killed by Palpatine. Palpatine wins. Oh, no. He has to die in this movie. Oh, Palpatine will. Palpatine will die. But my and, point is that, like... And so will... Like, like both the Palpatine and the Skywalker bloodline will end in this movie. Like, unless unless Rey is a Skywalker, which... She I, will be. You think she's a blood Skywalker? I don't think it matters. I guess. In, she's a purified the, version. The, yeah, but the way I see it is, like... Anakin's a blood Skywalker, but Shmi Skywalker was just uh, a slave. Right. So 
the the blood of the Scott, name doesn't mean anything. They had the Skywalker, the mighty Skywalker blood. It doesn't originate from anything. It right. originates from the Force. With yes, Anakin. It starts there. The father of well, Anakin, actually Palpatine. The father of Anakin is the Force. Yeah, we will likely find out that it is the Force influenced by Palpatine. Didn't we know that for sure already? We it, it was not confirmed. Okay, it was in in the initial script for Revenge of the Sith. That he says, so you could almost view me like your father. Ah. Uh, or something very, very akin to that. Um, and so it was supposed to be the second reveal of I am your father. I am your father, yeah. Um, and it, this movie could be a I am your grandfather sort of thing. Oh, wouldn't that be so ridiculous? That would be... It, it would be terrible, but like, wouldn't it be like, no, Ray, I am your grandfather? <laughs> that would be so funny. It and, w- and the worst, but so funny. No, uh, that is true. Uh, I think... I think she's going to find out about... She has to find out about who she is sure. for Kylo. Sure. Um, but Kylo's probably going to find out more info from Palpy and just going to be manipulated even further. Um, right. Because I don't think Kylo is on the Death Star. It doesn't make sense. You need to give him plot line that involves the First Order yep. and the Knights of Ren and Palpatine. Like, he, he can't just be like hanging out with Rey the whole movie. It makes sense for him to do like, I'm going to do a drop-in and go fight her. <laughs> But it's just like, I'm just going to, it's like a VR thing. I can just put it down and come have dinner with the Knights of Ren right. at the round table. And then Guys night. That's right. Exactly. 235. This is not going to be a fatty movie. They got way too much to do. They've got a lot to do. Uh, Zori Bliss. That's another thing we didn't really mention. But uh, I don't know. Did we mention previously about the picture of Zori? No, it's been a while since we've been on. Uh, there was a picture that came up before the trailer. It was not in the trailer. But the picture of Zori Bliss holding a disc. Uh, up to Poe. That blue disc? Uh, There's like a blue disc in this trailer that so, we didn't talk about. No, we can talk about that in a second. No, this is a little gold disc. Oh, okay. And this is, it, it's the exact back of 3PO's head. Oh, right. The yeah. same spot that Babu Frick is plugging shit into. So it very much seems like um, Zori Bliss has this war mode mm. chip that they're resetting him to put it on or, or whatnot. Okay. Uh, I don't know what how that works, but uh, she's hardcore a good guy in all the promotional materials right so there's nothing I, I it probably gonna be Poe's love interest it wouldn't surprise me so what about this blue disc that we see on the bridge of the falcon that it looks like what they give you when your reservation is ready at a restaurant yeah that very well could be the wayfinder that we've heard all about this right. this compass this kind of force compass it, it looks like a compass it's sitting on the dash of the falcon we've never seen it before it kind of makes a lot of sense do you see the battle droid in the trailer Yep, in the background of yeah. uh, the kind of workshop, Babu Frick's workshop. I found it kind of hard to see, but that's what people say it is. It's definitely a battle droid. It's, okay. it's decommissioned. It's heads down. It's in the kind of position that it's in in, uh, in the big tankers. Uh, but also cool part of that scene is uh, it definitely takes place right after the Death Star. Okay. Uh, because Finn and and Ray are soaked. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're soaked and they're wearing big coats because they look cold. That makes sense. Um, and so... If they're off doing there, then that it's means... a lot of water in this movie, though. Between, like, storms and Star Destroyers rising from oceans. True, but those don't look like oceans. Those look specifically like ice. Yeah. And... Tanks. The the water's all around the Death Star, too. And we don't see Poe on there. But we do see Finn and Rose. And so we do see Poe with Zori Bliss. So they may split up for a short amount of time for Poe to go meet up with Zori. Right. And then for Finn and Rey to go do the Death Star thing... And then they meet up back on the ship or something. Final thoughts about the Rise of Skywalker final trailer. It's not going to be the final trailer. Oh, really? Because they call it the final trailer. Yes. 
there is going to be an international trailer. Oh, please. And there's going to be TV spots. So we will, yeah. we will see additional footage. We will see things cut in different ways. The international trailer was better for at least one of the previous two movies, if not both. Okay. Um, I think they have a, I think they have a chance to, to make a much better trailer. Really? You love the trailer. I love the trailer. I yeah. absolutely, I thought it was so great for a Star Wars fan. Okay. For a Star Wars fan who is so into having an open mind, but loves all of the Star Wars elements and understands and has done the research to be able to fill in the gaps that other people lose their shit over. Yeah. This trailer, I don't think did them a ton of favors for the people who aren't like that. Uh, that's probably true. I, I, I think you needed the Palpatine. Okay. I think you needed your your dark ray. He was in it though, Palpatine. Yeah, but the way you like the first trailer, you have Palpatine's laugh, yeah. and you see the Death Star too. That is a mind fucking end to that teaser. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah, that was what everybody talked about. And dark ray, dark ray. I don't think it's going to have any consequence or significance, but everybody talked about it. Yep. it was a huge memeable. There is nothing in this. Oh, there are a ton of creepio. Yep. But that's the middle of the trailer. Yep. And 3PO is not Palpatine. Nope. Uh, they re- it, it feels like they missed a point. I know that it's, there's a bit of a tribute to Carrie Fisher because she has like the last word. It and does it ends on same... a bit of a sweet moment where Rey is scared, but at the same time, she has an element of hope. Right, but it seems kind of like they're preserving something with Palpatine. Just to go back to something we Definitely. said 10 minutes ago, like if they're not showing his face, it seems like it's for a reason yeah. because there's other stuff they're saving up for this movie, like mm-hmm. probably Hayden Christensen or, or maybe a whole bunch of these folks. Yeah. Um, if they're not showing his face, there's got to be a good reason because you're right. That would have been really good for virality. Yeah, it just makes the sense. Like yeah. The people who aren't as obsessed as we are and the people who don't, like I went on read it today and then i went through star wars speculation star wars and then movies yeah and it was it was interesting because speculation you have people who are studious they're studious because they can't get enough of the star wars that exists that they're speculating right that's what i do i love it right it's a blast those are the weeds you just have to be able to be okay with your ideas not being right and then it's okay yeah uh and not get bent out of shape over stupid shit star wars one uh was a little bit mixed with some of the Last Jedi sort of people in there. And there is just a bit of a stink on the sequel trilogy amongst some Star Wars fans for yes. some stupid reason. Same way the prequels were. Um, although I think the prequels were more justified at the time than the sequel trilogy stuff is now. Our movies is pretty naive. Oh, my God. That's what you're getting to, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And the, But the thing is, though, that is the every person. Yep. And there are some ridiculously stupid comments on there in the sense of like, okay, that was addressed in... Either The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, both every Star Wars movie ever. Like, there are some, like, crazy comments. But at the same time, there are a lot of people agreeing with them. And there are a lot of things that people don't remember. And I think... I I, I don't know. I I think they had an opportunity to do, like, a big wow moment. And to try and get those people, like, super excited. Right. Uh, Maybe they were afraid that their big wow moment would be, like, too much of a fan service or something. Um, You could have done Force Ghost Luke as one that would have probably gotten everybody. That would have been nice. Pretty happy. It would have cleaned him up a little bit, too, because he's he's looked pretty, pretty haggard, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but maybe the issue is... 
where is Force Ghost Luke? Maybe he only communicates with Ray on Octo. Yeah. You can't show that. True. Um, I think we're probably going back there for a brief amount of time. And my guess is he, that's where he will communicate with her. I believe he will communicate with her multiple times in multiple locations. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Leia will probably just get um, whatever we the, can get. The Anakin in the sky sort of moment. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I do think I do think uh, Ben Solo is going to die and come back to life. Let's wrap this puppy up. All right. Good? Everything you needed to say? Yeah, everything I need to they'll, say. There'll oh, be this one, much more next week. I know, but one other rumor, just a rumor. All it, It's got no substantiation whatsoever. Uh but that the Falcon does not make it out alive. I don't think it will. I've been saying that for a while. I that is how you that is how you draw this to a close. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want that to be the case. It's not necessary. But I, I guess. But yeah, because that's the kind of ship that can live on for like the same way that like it, it's your DeLorean. You can you can in fifty years bring the Falcon back with characters who have no association with any of these characters yeah. and it still makes us happy right that's true to see the falcon I, 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 you'll get that same emotional reaction from killing 3po or r2 or the falcon like they're the three main droids really right i don't want any of them to die but the falcon serves the most purpose for all of star wars yeah versus the other two i guess R2 is it nice. is timeless. It is timeless. It's the main. They just. Like, it's the main ride. It's the only ride at Galaxy's Edge. It's the only ride at Galaxy's Edge. That's interesting. Everything uh, else is just. Well, there's. They're building another one, but you can't. You can't blow up the Falcon if the only ride is the Falcon. I guess that doesn't make sense. Yeah, maybe because they want it to be a live-in world, right? Like a world that you are part of. Yeah. Are they going to have it forever take place between Episode Eight and Nine? That's stupid. No, it'll take place after the Rise of Skywalker. It's, that's where it will live in yeah. time. And yeah. so it, the Falcon has to survive. That's my mindset okay. on it. That's but a good point. The, the rumors around it are that it doesn't. All right. Well, we'll find out. Uh, birthdays. We have a whole lot of birthdays because we haven't been around for quite a little while. Uh, happy birthday, October 17th. As I said a while ago, Felicity Jones. A couple of days later, the 19th. Happy birthday to John Favreau. Happy birthday on October 21st to Carrie Fisher. And uh, today, which is the 23rd, the day this is coming out, happy birthday to Amelia Clark. Uh, next Monday, the 28th, happy birthday to Gwendolyn Christie and the mysterious Matt Smith. Ah, I'm glad you put him in there. Of course, yeah. I mean, I might have to strike him for next year, but we'll see. Yeah, I am curious. <laughs> Man, if he doesn't fucking show up in this movie, he probably isn't in the movie. Wouldn't that be like, you know what? We're not even going to notice for like a whole day because we're going to have so much to talk about. We'll be like, oh yeah, he wasn't in it. <laughs> well, that's true. If he's not in it, we probably will not notice because there will be so many different things. Right. It did go around on the internet actually this like blue faced guy with a mask um is like oh matt smith is in the movie i recognize his eyes from how much doctor who i've watched oh, and, I, and I was like well that's fucking stupid this yeah. random ass character that nobody cares about yeah. is not going to be matt smith no they don't hide it for like gecko the gungan or no. something gecko the gungan uh, yeah, no, be serious here. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. All right, Forgot to Cast One. This is actually one I chose a couple of weeks ago, and at the time it was pop culturally relevant. It's not really anymore, but it's such a good pairing that I have to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Got to Cast One in the Star Wars universe. Is it Aaron Paul or Brian Cranston? Oh, now I have thought about Aaron Paul for Star Wars actually on a handful of times. Okay. There's something about him that makes me kind of think that it could work. And there's not really any precedent because Jesse Pinkman 
is the furthest thing from Star Wars. He's not a Star Wars character. Ever. No, true. And Aaron Paul doesn't really have a great track record of other things. Nope. But he's a phenomenal actor. Yep. Likeable guy. He's a likable guy. And there's just something about it that I think he could play a lot of different things. I think think he'd be a better good guy, but he'd be a good reluctant hero. Like, like what, whoever Dominic Monaghan is playing, I'm sure Aaron Paul could play that character. Yeah, absolutely. I think Dominic, I think he's going to have a pretty small part. Sure. But I think Aaron Paul could have something with maybe, I think he could have played Cassian. I think uh, he could have played whatever Han Solo uh, archetype that we got in Solo. Although That's interesting. It, you know what I mean? In the sense that it... He's too old to be Solo. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't look anything like it, but like no. that kind of character... It, Still fits it, like still a little bit of enthusiasm, gets a little bit more. Yeah, he's never going to be a golden boy. No, not no. in the slightest. And so I wouldn't see him as a Jedi or a Sith or anything along those lines, but I think he could be a good side character. What about Cranston? Uh, Cranston? He has a stateliness to him. Well, that's the thing. He could be damn near anything. Yeah. Now, you could have him as, like, his face is really, like, familiar, though, now. Like, do you. A lot of people's faces are familiar. I know, but do you make him a human? Um, how do you adjust how he looks, if that's the case? I I don't know if he'd be able to not see, like, the dentist from Seinfeld. I don't know. It's no more familiar than, say, Liam Neeson in when he was cast in Star Wars. This is a, this is a very, very famous Academy Award-nominated guy who worked just fine when inserted into this yes, existing property. however, Liam Neeson... Has he ever done another movie with a beard? Has he ever done another movie with long hair? Probably not the long hair, but but this is what you're talking about. Like, but no, that's my point. Brian Cranston has done movies in every form, with beard, bald. Like his look has yeah, I, taken I, on I, I how uh, I don't think you should put him in a, in like a, a like bald head and and a and like yeah, but my point is that like, i don't think you should put him in tidy whiteies no but i also think just him with a normal head of hair seems way too much just like your tv dad uh i no. think or like there's certain things but now i'm not saying he couldn't be great in some form of role that like if your problem is is hair and makeup like i don't think we have a problem at all like we can work that out. No, I know, but there's just something about it. Like I don't. I'm trying to think of the kind of character because if you go for like a like a super menacing style character, uh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it works. I mean, do you make him like almost like a Dex sort of, where he's always just like kind of like a likable side character? Is that like that's kind of a waste? I don't see him as a Jedi. I don't see him as a Sith. I can see him as like a. I could kind of see him as a Jedi that maybe like seems too uppity and then ultimately has some secrets of himself. I like, think he's like a resistance higher up. Or I think he could be a villain. I think he could be a, a, a really good Tarkin type. I don't see that. Um, so you're going Aaron Paul. I'm going Aaron Paul. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to differ with you on this one. Yeah, there's just something about that where Aaron Paul, he grabs me for Star Wars. Right. And I can't explain it. Okay. Or is Dar... Brian Cranston kind of doesn't fit for me, and I kind of can't explain it. 
<laughs> All right. Would you rather see Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul in Star Wars? Hypothetically, let us know by tweeting at recorder66 or email recording, emailing recorder66podcast at gmail.com. Also, let us know everything you think about the third 20 of Star Wars The Last Jedi. More importantly, any thoughts you might have on the most recent trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine. Anything you have to say, of course, is always welcome. You can also rate and review on your preferred podcast app. And until we are together again, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.